When you started down this path of improving your soil health, how did you feel? You felt discouraged. You felt worried. You felt fear. What is the opposite of that? That's courage. Courage to try something new. Courage to maybe even try a different gardening method. That's what we're going to talk about today in this episode of the Prages Plant Podcast. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray. Just plant. Hello, welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today we're going to dive into Season 2, Episode 9, Gaining the Courage. Gaining the courage to change your garden method to benefit the soil. So if you're joining me in the middle of this season and haven't gone back and looked at the beginning episodes, I want to tell you right now that this episode builds on a series of episodes about building your soil health. We've talked about things about like what is soil health. We've talked about how amendments are not the only answer. We've talked about how your plants can show you what the ideal soil is. We've talked about testing your soil. And now we're going to talk about going that next step. And understanding that sometimes our soil problems aren't in our soil. Sometimes our soil problems are with us. So let's recap a little bit. So last week, we talked about how amendments were not the only answer. And we talked about that that we could use mineralization. And that's when we use the microorganisms in the soil to break down the amendments we put in. And amendments can be things like good compost. John Martin Fertier says that good compost can supply both the organic matter for soil building and the fertilizer for crops. It is also packed with soil organisms that activate biological activity in the soil. In other words, it's a synopsis with healthy living soil. And when we ended last time, I'm sure you had a lot of questions about how this cycle this cycle that happens all the time and is currently happening in your garden right now, why it's not working for you, why something has changed, why is something that is God's design, God's perfect symbiotic relationship between the microorganism and the plant and the soil and the amendments in the soil, why isn't that working in your garden? I'm sure that's a question you have. And that was a question I had when I was struggling with my soil problems. The answer is humans are not part of this cycle. It's kind of that analogy of does a tree fall in the forest if nobody sees it? Well, guess what? Trees fall in the the forest and nobody sees them. It's a natural cycle of the forest. The natural cycle of the decomposition in our soil is a natural cycle. It's a cycle that is untouched. And what do we do as humans? We touch our soil. We dig in our soil. We plant in our soil. We interrupt this natural cycle. And sometimes stopping this cycle is going to take courage. Courage in accepting a new path, a new solution. Amendments can help. And we talked about this in a few episodes ago. And I'm not saying that they can't, but they focus on only the plant and not on the soil. Compost can help, but it focuses on just the soil. 
What you need to do is find a combination, something that helps both the soil and the plants. And I want to take a moment right here before I really dive deep into the solution. I want to talk about having that courage. I know when I was, I'm going to get to the story in a moment, but when I was first gardening, it it was very easy to do what others did. And finding that courage to do something new is going to be hard. But I want to remind you of something. I want to remind you that you are enough. You don't need an expert. We've been talking about that for the past couple episodes. You don't need an expert to improve your soil health. Because what an expert does to his soil may not be what needs to be done to your soil. He lives in a different climate. He lives in a ha- may have different soil composition. This road is not going to be an easy one. It's going to set you on a path you may have never traveled before. Or maybe you have but quit after a few years. I know that was me. Let me tell you though, I am still struggling on this path. But I'm moving forward every year. And this change is going to take baby steps. Small determined steps that will teach you to walk and then run. And every mountain is climbed by simply putting one foot in front of the other. The progress may seem slow at first, but in the end, you, yes, you, are going to reach the top of that mountain calm and collected and ready to climb the next one. This may seem like a wasted time to you of me giving you a little boost, but improving your soil health takes courage. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast, you wouldn't be maybe even reading my book, Dirt and Finding the Solution of Building Soil Health, if you weren't having some kind of problem. If you hadn't lost a few steps and become discouraged. Discouraged in the overwhelm of too much information. There is so much information out there about building your soil health. There is so much and it all comes from other experts. And having that discouraged can make you feel tired tired of everything. What used to be working is not working anymore. Discouraged in yourself. That thought that you aren't an expert, so how can I possibly fix anything? There has to be someone better, someone with more knowledge. Now, I'm here to tell you and to remind you that only you can be the expert of your soil. No one can solve your soil problems but you. You are perfect. You have what it takes. All you need is a little guidance, a path to follow maybe, courage. You're breaming with it. You have the courage to break away from the norm, to live a life and provide for your family in a different way. Growing a garden is a different way. You have the courage to plant the seed, to nourish it, to help it grow. It was you who decided to face the sweat, the heat, the weather, and even a few tears to grow your own food. You are a woman full of courage. You just need a small reminder that that's you. Yes, it can seem overwhelming. And I was in your shoes. I know I was. And I just want you to remember, when you take this journey of building your soil health, of improving your soil health, of doing the next step, just remember that the mountain you're deciding to tackle, it's going to happen. But it's going to happen one step at a time. Now it is time for the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share a few bonus tips and tricks that I use here at Red Ridge Farm. And this week's tip and trick is brought brought to you by the Building Your Soil Guide. It's designed to help you take those first steps and understand that, yes, you are the expert of your soil. Yes, guess what? There is a certain path. 
So the tip for this week is to clean up your bulb beds. Spring is here. Spring is happening. The daffodils have bloomed. The tulips are blooming right now. But now is the time to give them a little loving care, to clean up their beds, wrap up the daffodils and fold them away, give them a little extra fertilizer. Frost is over. It's time to plant those frost tender bulbs like your dahlias, your calla lilies, your elephant ears. And one tip that I do here to enjoy these flowers without having to plant them every spring and dig them up every winter is I put them in pots. That way you can plant your beautiful dahlias, you can plant those elephant ears and place them in nice places around your property in a nice pot. And then when winter comes, you can easily store it in your root cellar in somewhere that is going to be free from the frost, not so warm that the plant will continue to grow. And then spring comes again and you can just set your pot out. It's that easy. So let's get back to talking about having the courage to be your own expert because I know you have it. So I told you I was going to talk about that the true solution can rest with you. Maybe it has to deal with you changing how you garden. Maybe it has to do with how you approach the amendments, how you do something. Improving your soil is not all about what you put in the soil, but it's about how you treat it. The methods you choose to use in your garden are going to affect it. So let me give you an example. And I'm sorry if this story may seem like one of my goat compost miracle, like a story that may take a little longer to get to the point, but it's a very important story. So when I first started gardening, I did it the way I was taught, the way I had seen others in my area growing their gardens. I found the flattest piece of land we had on our property. Yes, we live on a hill. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you will see that we live on a very, yes, a hill. And so I found the flattest place and I began to till. I borrowed my neighbor's rototiller. I tilled up 20 by 30 area. I should say that I didn't till it because my husband actually did it because I was pregnant with our second son and chasing around a taller. But I started, I sat there, you know, watching him till this soil. I was dreaming of all the straight rows of vegetables, fully involved in the clean slate he was making and figuring how out how I was going to fill it up again. My garden that year didn't become the garden of my dreams for sure, as I just ended up not having the energy to invest in it because I was busy growing a little human. I was, I I had too much energy going somewhere else. And I started my garden with no plan, no path that would take care of my soil. And year after year, I tilled through amendments in here, through amendments in there, you know, follow those experts like I've told you before. And I had no idea that I was, what I was doing was causing more harm than good. I knew I was following the methods of others. They knew best, right? They had beautiful gardens, so why wasn't mine beautiful? It was because I was not feeding the soil. I was not protecting the soil. I was only looking at the end result and not the whole process. Tilling is effective at breaking up the soil. Don't get me wrong, but it also causes the soil to lose its organic matter faster. Remember, we talked about organic matter in our previous episode and how it is so important for our soil. Planting in cute straight rows increases compaction, so tilling has to be used again every year. Adding in manure and amendments here and there only helps some of the time because I didn't test my soil. 
remember, I've told you that story too, to see what it really needed. I looked at the soil as just a median, something that my plants needed to grow in. I didn't look at it as what it truly was, a living and breathing organism that needed to be taken care of. Everything changed though when I decided to do something new. It was the year I decided to do my first professional soil test. And we've talked about how to do this, uh, I believe, in episode five of this season. So I had my soil test done and I changed over from straight cut rows to permanent garden beds. This is when I began to take care of my soil and to see it differently, to see myself as not the caretaker of plants. That's the easy part. But become a steward of the soil. I do have to tell you that the change came with a lot of trepidation, fear, and worry. That's why we talked about courage here. Because I felt fear. I felt worry when I was doing these new things. I was starting something new and moving away from the old ways. This is a hurdle in itself. I had to break a habit that had taken years to cultivate. There's a wonderful quote by William Culpepper that says, Habits are soon taken, but when we strive to strip them off, It's like being flayed alive. Now, I gave a little of myself into that because he is a very old English person, but this is not a pretty picture, but it's true. Then if you add all the extra troubles of of suddenly stopping tilling your soil, it just adds on and adds on. So you're breaking habits, you're doing something new, the, the new thing is troublesome, it's not written in any book anywhere. They always say, yeah, turn, go over to no-till. No-till is your solution. But they don't tell you that no-till, the first year, the first two years of no-till is the hardest. They don't tell you that all those years that you were tilling, you were bringing up weed seed. Yeah, you knew that. But you didn't know they were going to germinate that first and second year of going to no-till, did you? No. And they don't tell you that you will have an urge to till because that's been the easy solution. You're going to want to till with so much vengeance is not even funny. My husband still teases me. Every single year he says, we're going to no till, right? And I say, yes. Why am I getting the tiller out? Because that urge is there. I just have this urge to just quickly make that clean slate. Isn't a clean slate so much nicer to look at than the non-clean slate, the one that may take a little extra work. Yeah, it does. Tilling solved the problem before, right? So it's easy to fall back into. You can see how it becomes though an endless cycle. With this, you as the gardener not only have to learn to do things differently, but also to teach yourself to set goals and to also move forward to no matter the problems. No matter if you have weeds two foot tall that first year, you have to figure out a solution past it. And I did write a great blog post about how to maintain a no-till garden. Um, I I had to fall into those solutions or I would have given up. I tell you right now, I would have given up on my no-till garden very quickly if I wouldn't view some of those secrets. And in fact, I think in episode 11 of this series, we're going to be talking about that very thing. But if you want to go and look at check out the blog post early, I'll leave the blog post in the link, the show notes and the description of this podcast. When you move forward, you have to create not only new ideas and new thoughts, but you also have to create a new inner talk. You have to talk to yourself differently. I'm doing this for the soil. It's going to be hard 
that I'm doing this for the greater good of my garden. I'm putting the soil first. So what if I use lose a year of abundance? Next year is going to be better. So will the next. I must stay the course. Changing your garden method is going to be the easy part. It's the self-doubt that's going to be hard, especially for me. And that's what really encouraged me to do this series for you, this podcast, and to write my book, Dirt, Finding the Solution to Building Soil Health, because it walks through my story. It walks through all of those trepidations that I felt, all of those solutions that I found. And to speak up to you, to tell you that all of your soil problems just may not be in your soil, but they could also be found in you and me. They just might be hidden under your self-doubt, my self-doubt, in mine and your unrealistic dreams. You can only improve your soil health by looking at the whole picture, the microorganisms, the plants, the amendments, the soil itself, how it is treated. You are part of that picture. You as a gardener are part of the grand cycle of the life in your garden. So you have to take courage because being the steward of of your soil, it's going to be hard, but you were made by God to be the cultivator of the earth. You are enough. You just need to set out on a new path, a path of soil first. It is now time for the Growing With God segment of this episode where we're going to talk about building our relationship with our Lord and Savior. This week's verse is, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. And I think this verse is speaking to you right now. You're asking that question. Kind of tie this verse in with this episode. You're asking that question, where does the courage come from? Where does the courage to do these hard things, to put our soil first, where does it come from? It comes from the Lord, for the Lord will be with you wherever you go, in whatever you do. I know that sounds easy to just say it's with the Lord, but I also know your heart. I know my heart for sure. Sometimes leaning on the Lord is harder than you think. Sometimes remembering to include him is harder than you think. But this verse reminds you that to be strong and be courageous, you may need a little help. You have all the capacity to do it. You have all the capacity to be strong. You have all the capacity to be courageous. But so when that inner talk comes in, when that self-doubt tries to rear its head, you have to remember who that is. It's not the Lord. That's the other guy. Yeah, he's there. So when you do feel that self-doubt, remember that the Lord wants you to be strong. He has made you to be strong. He has made you to be courageous and to not be afraid. So just remember this week, that he has commanded you to be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 9. So to recap, to conclude, to bring this all together, how do you fit in your soil's life? How do, how does what you do affect it? Let me tell you, it affects it every single day. Every decision you make, every method you choose is going to affect it. But the easiest way to not get discouraged, to not say, oh, this is too much for me, 
is to remember that when you put the soil first before your needs, it's going to give you fruit. The world was cemented by our wonderful Lord and Savior, and he made all of these systems that work very naturally. And we have to just remember that we are part of those systems. We're not above those systems. We're a part of those systems. So I want you to remember that you are enough. You are the expert of your soil. You are a woman full of courage. You just needed me to remind you that this path to building soil health is going to be a long one. It's going to take steps to maybe avoid amendments. Maybe it's going to take steps to doing different methods that are new to you. Maybe it's going to take the step of looking at your soil in a different way. All these things are going to come together though, because they're all part of a big picture. And I just want you to remember that you are part of that big picture too. Don't forget yourself in the method of gardening. You are the gardener. You are the gardener. You are the steward. You are the the cultivator. You are it. So what your soil does, how it is affected, all is on you. Yeah, that does seem like a heavy burden, doesn't it? If I know it did for me. But when you take those steps of putting the soil first and remember that you need to listen to the soil and what it needs first before you listen to an expert, before you even listen to me, everything's going to come together, I promise. All those little things, all of that worry, all that trepidation, it's going to go away because you know you're doing the right thing. You know that you're listening to your soil. You're taking those soil tests. You're listening to what it's telling you and you're acting on what it needs to be done. Yes, you can follow methods that I do. You could follow methods of other gardeners, but you're going to ask your soil first, is this method that I'm choosing to do, is it going to be good for you or is it only going to be good for me? Tilling was only good for me wasn't good for my soil. So I want to thank you for joining me today in this episode of the Pray Just Plant podcast. And if you are new to the to Pray Just Plant podcast, I want to welcome you, welcome you to the Red Ridge Farm community of fellow growers. I want to welcome you to the podcast and I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me today. And just remember, as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant.